Hey, what's happening? You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. There are four letters that Paul wrote and he sent to his friends from a prison cell. You have Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, and this one, Ephesians. And this letter, it's essentially all about identity. And interestingly, over half of this letter is actually a prayer, meaning that while he's in prison, he was praying for them. And so anyway, we've been talking about identity. We've been asking this question, who are you or who do you think you are? And so far, we've said, I am in Christ. And I told you that there's only two types of people in the world, those who are in Adam and those who are in Christ. And the most important question that you can ask of yourself is, am I in Adam or am I in Christ? The second week, we said, I am a saint, which was, you know, bristly. For some people. And in that message, I asked another question, an even more difficult question Are you a sinner or are you a saint? And this question is also important because your behavior will always be determined by how you identify. Then last week, we said, I am blessed. And I asked you a third question Are you blessed or are you cursed? You are either one or you are the other. And it's good stuff, it's tough stuff, but it's good stuff. It's almost, this series is, it's almost surgical. And so this week, I want to continue the conversation with the message that we're calling, I Am Appreciated. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Chew On That. My name is Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week, we're discussing week number five from the sermon series, The Book of Ephesians. My name again is Keith. I am hosting. And joining me today is my very good friend, very longstanding friend, uh, and overall, just great dude, Mike Gubix. Mike is a uh, sales and installer at Munts Audio Video here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, Mike, what's up, man? Not much. I'm excited to be here. Right on. Tell me about yourself, bro. Uh, well, I've been coming to Life Church for, I don't know, seven, eight years now. Uh, I have a wife, actually, uh, of nine years today. It is our anniversary. Um, Whoa, that's that awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That won't age well. So like, (laughs) so this is going to like premiere literally tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But so no guys and gals and everyone listening that Mike's anniversary was actually yesterday. So if you see him today, be like, bro, happy anniversary yesterday. (laughs) And if you're listening to this like weeks in it, like later, just know that he had an anniversary. Yes, I did. (laughs) Keep going. So tell me about your kids. Um, So I I do have, have three boys. Um, they are seven, five, and three months old, Liam, Noah, and Owen. Um, they keep us busy, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I love coming to Life Church. I love the group of friends that I've made here, the group of guys that, you know, that we have on Thursday nights up for guys night and everything. And it's, it's just great. It's impacted our life. Yeah, that is you. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I'm really, I'm really stoked that you're here. Uh, so when I got the the call up to be a host for for Chew on that, um, I, I wrote down a list of people that I was like, yeah, I want I want these dudes, I want these yeah. dudes, and uh, and so it's not like a surprise to me when someone shows up, but it is kind of a surprise because I don't know when they're being scheduled. So yesterday I got the I I, I got the oh yeah Mike's Mike's coming tomorrow, mm-hmm. right on right on. So uh, I'm super stoked you're here. Uh, I, I know when I have interactions with you, um, I become a better Jesus person. And uh, I'm I'm often humbled. So uh, let's let's get going with the first clip here. Sure. Like if you're a person who regularly reads the Bible, have you ever noticed wherever you're studying tends to be what you're experiencing? 
<laughs> like, like your life and your studies totally intersect. And the reason for that is that God knows what's coming in your life. And in his providence, he coordinates where I am in my life and where I am in his scriptures, which imminently makes his word seem incredibly relevant and incredibly timing. Okay, so, so right out of the gate here, this, this clip stands out to me. Um, this is pretty much uh, the summary of my early Christianity and where I get answers today in my latter portion of my Christianity, my, my most recent. Um, it's the idea that uh, the Word, the Bible, it's a series of a lot of books. So the Bible is a, is a, kind of, it's, it's a collection of several, several books that... Uh, that God has written over the course of humanity. Um, it hasn't been updated in, 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 in a minute. No. Um, but it's one of these books that, like, it's the only one I know that every single word inside of it has, like, a relevance. It has, like, a meaning. Like, when you hear pastor dissect the word, and if, if you hear other pastors, like, each, every word in a sentence has relevance. Like there's no throwaway words in the Bible, right? And so the idea here that, that Pastor Sean was talking about is uh, it's the, the book is like, it's, it's, it's not only relevant today, but it's like your answer today. So yeah. when, when myself, when I, when I, especially early on, when I, I didn't know, I didn't understand reading the Bible and I didn't understand how I would get my answer. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't get how God would talk to me. Um, all these things were kind of like a mystery. Like, so when's God going to reply? When's, when's the answer coming? How do I even ask God for something? 99.99999% um, of the time, and I'm, I'm not saying 100, because there are times where I'm like a human being and just read, right? Yeah, yep. But all the other times, when I open that book, it, it, it reflects directly with something that's going on in my life, something I'm, I'm praying about, something I'm questioning. The answer springs out. From the book, and it's the only book that I know that does that. Yeah. What's your take? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm kind of in the same spot where, you know, when I'm reading it, I kind of just am reading it, and um, sometimes it takes a question like this for me to think back to what I read to figure out that, wow, my answer was in what I just read, and it, it takes a minute sometimes. Um, so I, I really, I really understand what you're talking about early on in your, in your um, Jesus journey where you're, where you're reading. Um, and last night when I was reading, I'm, we're reading through the gospels and um, nice. we're a little further along, but you know, as I was thinking about it, I, I it kind of brought me back to a couple things in, in Matthew, um, Matthew 18, the parable of the unforgiving debtor. Mm-hmm. Um, that brought me back to when we talked about forgiveness and resentment um, on our guys' night, and that right there, I mean, I just I kind of thought, wow, like you you know what what I'm going through in life will just pop out of this book. S- sum it up, sum it up. So, so the the parable. You want me to sum that up? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the um, there was a, a farmer, you know that um, or. No, I'm sorry. The king had a debt for his servant. The servant had a debt to his king and um, he couldn't pay it. And um, he begged for forgiveness for, the, for, for the, his debt and um, was eventually forgiven. And um, 
he then left immediately after his debt was forgiven and found one of the other servants and demanded that his debt be repaid to him, that this servant owed him. Right. So like, like the, the slack that, that the king gave him, he right. didn't give to somebody else. He's yeah, like, well, exactly. this homeboy owes me exactly. some cash. I'm, I'm going to collect. It's, yep. it's time to pay up, dog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that to me, um, that to me stuck out big time. Um, you know, forgiveness is, is the key to everything. Um, we have to forgive the people that have done us any, any wrong. Um, it, I mean, it humbles you, you know, that, that parable right there, that humbles you, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it, and the parable is like, I, I guess the general theme is do unto others as you would like done to you. Right. Um, right. and that, that applies to not only debts that applies to people that wrong you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. if, it, cause I'm guessing the people listening are, 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 are like me that, wrong people from time to time. Like I wouldn't even guess that they, they do it like intentionally. Like I don't have an intention to intentionally wrong people. Um, right. Yeah. So when I do, I, 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 I love when people give me a little bit of slack, you know, like, well, he's human. Yeah. He, he is who he is. Right. He didn't mean it. Um, because that's the same caliber of grace that I offer other mm-hmm. people. And that's where that parable lies. And so that, yeah, it's, it's cool that you say that you're like, uh, I was just thinking about this mm-hmm. cracked open the gospel. Cause I, 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 you told me you're, you're reading, you're reading the gospels with your, with your kids. Yep. Um, and, and bam, that stands out that pops, yeah, that pops. It did. And it's like, maybe my entire life is a series of coincidences. Maybe. See, I don't believe in those anymore. I don't know if <laughs> coincidences exist. Luck. No. In my experience, there's, there's no such thing as luck. No. You know, there, there's too many times where I've been literally saved from death, uh, for me to even begin to think that this is by chance. Yeah. Right. If it is, and I, I haven't like won the lotto because of how lucky I am, then it doesn't make sense. Right. Right. It's right. We have a design when, when you are ready to get an answer, God will give it to you. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, it's not really the, it's, it's not like, uh, Keith, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is your, it's never like that, no, right? Sometimes no. there's an overwhelming feeling in my gut, yep. like the Holy Spirit saying, no, this is it. Yeah. Um, but more times than not, like literally more times than not, my answers are found in the book. Yeah. I open that book and it doesn't take many sentences. Mm-hmm. Like literally, if you haven't done this, if you're listening to this and like haven't done that, have a question in your life, really, really close your eyes, meditate on it. Yeah, Ask God, for sure. give, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Crack open that book and just see where you land. Yep. That brings me to um, another one from Matthew and Matthew 13, the farming with the seeds mm-hmm. dropped on the path, the yeah. footpath, and then the stones and things like that. I thought about that one um, because that sometimes I can, like I said, I can skim over the book and it kind of just doesn't, doesn't root itself in there. Right. So like you said, if you're having any of those doubts, open the book, read it, really study it, mm-hmm. get into it because um, there. I mean, if you just least listen deeper, study more, um, open your mind, put yourself in that moment, you know, wherever you are in the book, don't just read the words. Think about how they felt when they were saying those words, when they were hearing those words, put yourself in that spot. And that's like a whole nother level of <clears throat> biblical study, right? right. It's like, hard. Like try to understand like, like where the people were in, mm-hmm. in, in like civilization, in life, in this, in the yeah. humanity's timeline. Yep. Um, and the cool, the cool thing about that 
is that like their they, their struggles are are the same as two thousand years or so later. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like just, like not much has changed, right. but everything has changed. Right? Technology has advanced. Society has. Um, some people say gotten worse. Some people say got better. Um, but humans, as long as we've been around, have dealt with the same fears and doubts and insecurities throughout our entire timeline. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's when, and that's when you say that every word matters. Like when you start pulling words and like, like, well, what does that, like, what does that even mean? How, what's the context of that word? Um, and, and go down that rabbit hole. Then you're like, oh, so that was that specific word, like legit specific word really tells the, tells a, a, a story that I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking of, mm-hmm. or I could even wrap my brain around. Yeah. Yeah. That's great stuff, man. We believe in something called verbal plenary inspiration. And I know that's a big word, but what that's saying is that God wrote the Bible through people. So it may be Paul's voice, but it's God's word. And God wasn't just speaking to the people in Ephesus. He's speaking to anyone who will ever read these words. So God is saying through Paul, he never stops giving thanks for you. And what would it mean to you if you could wrap your mind around the fact that God appreciates you, that he appreciates your obedience, your faithfulness, your generosity? He does. And Paul is telling us that God is thankful for us. Yeah, the, the God used people to write the Bible. And, and that's, I mean, that's something I, I think that uh, people perverse sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and what, when I say that, I mean like, um, like some, sometimes these people like, the, the, it's, it's a perfect word, right? The, 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 the word is, is perfect, but they, they take like context of a specific sentence. Um, and I'm thinking a lot of times in the Old Testament, they, people tend to take these one sentences out of context and then say, see, because this sentence, what you're doing is wrong. You're the, you're the enemy to other yeah. groups of people. Yeah. Um, and out of context, it's, 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 it's really tough to, to discern the true meaning, right? right. People, right. people wrote these. Mm-hmm. People, people, I don't want to say like you and I, because I mean, the people that wrote the Bible were, they were called upon, um, but it was still a human being that wrote this. And another thing is it's impeccably how, how like grammatically perfect it still is. Yeah. And you know, that could be from several translations over, it, over the course of a couple thousand years. Yeah. But like every now and again, I find myself like reading and like, like I'm looking for a typo. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, there's none there. There's, there's none there. Yeah, back to what you said where people would take things out of context. I mean, that's been used throughout history of people oppressing other people. Yeah. I mean, they use the Bible to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were versions of the Bible that people would give to the people that they were oppressing that left out all the good stuff about Moses saving the people and freeing the slaves in Egypt and, and all these other things. They left those things out. They gave them a different version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's... Taking things out of context is is a dangerous thing. Yeah, and yeah, and and when I heard when I when I when I heard that line, I was like, you know, people people really like that. Oftentimes, they use the Bible as a weapon, mm-hmm. 
and it 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 should be a weapon, but not in that way. Right. Yeah. It they should use be, it for not the right reasons. Right. It not not for that reasons. Yeah. Um. And the second portion of that clip, the the God, the 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 the, the God that sees all, that mm-hmm. knows all. Yep. Um. You know he 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 loves when, uh, when we're generous. He loves when we're good. Yep. Like he's uh. I, I like to think he's he's like looking down and like he shakes his fist like yeah nice. Nice, yeah, man. Nice. Yep. Like nice. an Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give him the fist bump. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Um I mean he's 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 sad. I know he's sad when I when I don't live up to my expectation. Mm-hmm. Um and my expectation isn't to be godly. Right? God God has an ex, he has a he has a realistic expectation for me. Yeah. He has a he has a, a benchmark that I haven't attained yet, but is but is attainable. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. being a Christian, being a Jesus person, being saved, being perfect isn't in that lineup, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You, nobody can be perfect. It, it, there was one that was perfect, and uh, and I read books uh, about him every day. Yeah, right. Um, but perfection isn't really in in that lineup. It's in my life. It's always been a series of progress, progress, and not perfection. Mm-hmm. Right. Focus on the progress. Today, my goal is to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. Right. Even if it's just slightly but i've been on this trajectory for for years now of if i can be a little bit better today a little bit better than i was yesterday i know i'm in the right direction right and, and i've i've heard you say that before plenty of times and i've i'm trying to live like that i i i slow down i stop and i think you know when i i i feel like um like i'm kind of edging towards the deep end type of thing not necessarily the deep end but when I let my anger get a hold of me, sometimes I, I stop. I think I need to be better. I need to be better today than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And those small steps make a huge difference. Like you said, progress. Yeah. Not perfection. Yeah. And, and that's to me, that's the summary of this clip. Like yep. God sees when, when you're angry, sees when I'm angry. Um, and he doesn't turn his back then, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I like to think of it like when, when like I get a bad report from, from like, one of my kids at school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm like, you're no son of mine, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, come on. You're so much better than that. Yeah. You can be so much more than that. Yep. You are more than that. And I speak life into that. Like, you're, you're, it's important that we, that we listen, that we pay attention, mm-hmm. that because you are that. And I think God does that to me. He speaks into me. He's like, oh, dude. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times he uses people to speak into you. Yeah. I've been feeling that. Yeah. Lately. Like just stop with the, like, I love you. I get it. I get it. Um, but, but you're, you're not that Mm -hmm. you're in me and, and I'm in you, you know, and I think that a lot, like he's in me Yeah, and, and I'm in him. Like he, so yeah, he's taken an account and fortunate or unfortunate. He's taken an account of the things I'm doing. And so if I, I kind of like, I live my life, the more better I can do, the more good I can do, um, the more I'm, the more I'm like not letting him down. Right. Right. And I don't know if that's a good approach. I don't know if a, if a, if a savvy old timer would say, I don't, I don't, you shouldn't, but it's, it's something I, 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 I focus on. Yeah. Like just get a little bit better, man. Just, yep. just put a little bit more in this cup, a little bit more in this cup and just see where, just see where the chips fall then. Like when I keep putting more and more good into the world, I, I can't imagine when I have my face to face 
that he's going to be like, well, well, he could. I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, when I think about, when I listen to this um, and when pastor Sean said that he's thankful for us, I, I, I mean, even during service, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I never thought about that. I, you know, I'm thankful for him. I praise him, but I never thought about him being thankful for me. And um, that made me think about how I wanted to be better, like you said, um, and how I wanted to do more, be more. And um, it, it, it made me think of uh, Matthew 22, actually. It, this, this whole thing made me think of a lot of it in Matthew. Um, so this is, like, this is like the best commercial stop. When you're done here, stop what you're doing and read Matthew. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I love it. Um, but in Matthew 22, the wedding feast, when uh, when he's inviting everybody and nobody nobody comes, he sends out his messengers and nobody's coming. They actually, some of them actually tortured and killed some of the messengers and oh. didn't come. Um, and then he finally sent out messengers to the streets and said, "Just bring in whoever you can just bring, bring in. in anyone. We exactly. just need to fill the house, right? Just bring them in." And um, that passage to me, um, I mean, that's like the wedding feast is heaven. Who can we invite to the feast? Who can I? bring to the feast. Yeah. I want to, I want to do more, be more. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I feel like big brother is watching all the time, but that's how we've made it seem with God that in his omniscience, God is just trying to catch us doing something wrong. But God isn't only tra keeping track of the things that you're doing wrong. He's also keeping track of everything you're doing right. He sees your obedience, your faithfulness, your generosity, and he appreciates it because he appreciates you. He doesn't just see the times that you give in to temptation. He sees the times that you don't give in to temptation. He doesn't just see the times that you're greedy. He sees the times that you're generous. He doesn't just see the times that you're lazy. He sees the times that you selflessly serve. And even though others may not see it or appreciate it, God sees it, he knows it, and he appreciates it all. And I hope that just that thought blesses you, encourages you, because people who feel appreciated, they just live differently. Well, you want to talk on this one? Sure. Yeah. Um, so this one, when I, when I heard this one, it was, it's, we always focus on the bad. We focus on our sin. We don't, we don't focus on the positive in our life. And um, we need to do that more. We need to see the good in us ourselves. Um, we can't just rely on others to see the good in us and tell us um, because, you know, we praise God, but he praises us because he loves us. And um, it's, you know, it, it's like when you see somebody do all of this good, but you never remember it. You always remember those bad moments. Yeah. You always go back to those bad moments. And we just need to learn to remember the good. Be thankful for what you have, for all the good things you have. For all those blessings, because like he's he's all knowing, he's omniscient, mm -hmm. and um, he remembers all the good things you do mm -hmm. and all the bad things you do. Um, but he's thankful for all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I am definitely a a, a person that has um, fallen to the idea of uh, the, my expectation for myself is pretty high. Like I I when I when I do things that actively would sadden God, I'm really hard on myself. I, and I don't know if that's healthy. I feel uh, that. But man, when I, when I, when I know, when I know I crap the bed in a situation, yeah, 
Like it, it, it is tough for me to shake. Mm-hmm. Easier now than it was, but um, when when I I, I I definitely hone in on the the bad stuff I've done. Yeah, it took a long time for me to get rid of my past. My past wasn't favorable. I wasn't I wasn't a good dude by any stretch of the imagination. Um, twenty almost twenty years ago, uh, I came to Christ and changed my life. Um, I got sober. I, I got clean, but there was a large section of my life that was awful. It was, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was useless. I was useless to myself, to everyone around me and to God. Um, but then God healed me. Mm-hmm. I, I was given another chance and especially early on in, in sobriety, it was, uh, I was really hard on myself about the things I did when I was, when I was high, when I was drunk. Um, I ultimately had to work through those journey through those, um, give them to God. And they're not, they're nothing I can do with a lot of the, with the situations. What's done is done. Yeah. But when I gave it to God, when I told another human being what I did and was honest, kind of like a confession, if you will. And then I was honest with myself. I was able to, to heal, to start healing. Mm-hmm. And today it's been, 19 and a half years later, I can catch myself being like, ah, dude, Keith, you, should, you really you should, you screwed that up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the old me says, um, that's who I am. That's who I was wired to be. The new me says, no, you're in him. You're better than that. Um, but I would, I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and say, you know, that I don't, I don't kick myself sometimes. You know, I don't know if that's human nature. If everyone does it, I, I, I hope that, that I'm not by myself with that idea. No, I don't think you are. But, uh, I mean, that's, so I, I've overwhelmingly tried to turn the scale to do good. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, when I did good, I felt good. It was almost like another drug, mm-hmm. right? So the more I did good, the more I felt good. And and then soon it call it became a I had to do a lot to feel good again, and I had to find a balance of that as well. Um, what am I? Why am I doing good? Why am I? What's my focus on? And when I focused all my efforts in doing good and doing right by doing it in His name, all of a sudden, and I I, I don't I don't know if any of this is it's just rambling for people, like if it's made sense. But the second I turned everything I've tried to do. Um, good in his name. Like I, I gave him all the glory. Uh, most of all my demons went away. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it as rambling because there's always somebody that's going to be listening that needs to hear that. I feel, I feel like there's always, always somebody listening that needs to hear what something that you have to say. Um, especially somebody that might be in your situation or has been in your situation before. Um, 20 years. I mean, that's amazing. So, I mean, congratulations for that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, some people could be on one day, Mm -hmm. two days, three days, whatever, and they need to hear that. So I don't think that's rambling. I think that's, um, it's good to share. It helps you as well as others. I'm sure it does. It does. Um, and I say that all that to say is in, in Christ, anything's possible. Absolutely. Um, you you you're you're gonna do things to let them down, 
like to to let him down in the sense that we understand. Yeah, you know, like I I get it. I I shouldn't. I should have been better there, God. Um, but he's never let down, right? No, no. Like as long as as long as you're with him and he's with you, you're good. Mm-hmm. Just try and be a little bit better. Like try for him to be a little bit better. And when you try for him, like because Christ has saved me, I need to be better. Mm-hmm. Like that's just an expectation of me. Yeah. Because I mean, when you do that, um, he is he is thankful. I know he is because there are so many people that can do his will, right? But he's called on you to do your portion. Now, if you run away from a calling, that's fine. He'll love you. But if you don't run away from it, you'll be blessed. Mm -hmm. Your family will be blessed. Generational curses are broken when you step into a calling. Yes. And, and, and again, if you say, nope, I'm not doing that, God, and walk away, he'll find someone else. He'll find someone else to do it. They may not be as good. They may not be as charismatic. They may not be as, as much of a leader, but he'll find someone. But what if he didn't have to find someone? What if, he, what, what if his, his will for you, what if you said, yeah, I'm going to do that? Wouldn't, wouldn't if you were in the role of, I guess that'd be kind of like a manager at work. Like, I know I, I can elevate this employee because I see the potential. And if that employee does it, I'm going to be super thankful. Like, good job. I knew it. I saw it in you. You know, it's kind of like that in some weird way. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else on, on that talking point? No, I think that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. No, all right. Let's go to the last clip here. The last clip. Bring her home. And there's really only one cure, and it is prayer. Grumbling is when you talk about people to other people. Prayer is when you talk about people to Jesus. Here's the deal. You can talk all the smack you want. You can talk ugly about every, every. You could say the ugliest, ugly, nastiest things about whoever you want to. You just have to say it to Jesus. Because when you talk about people to Jesus, the Holy Spirit tends to shift your perspective and soften your heart. Appreciated people don't grumble, they pray. Appreciated people don't grumble, they pray. Yes. What do you got? That one, I, I, I resonate with that one quite a bit. Um, my wife and I actually talked about this little bit um, right after service on our way home. And um, we both kind of admitted that in our younger years that we did that. We grumbled to others about each other. Well, I don't even think that's a weird thing. I think no. there's, I think the world's full of grumblers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, we're in a place now um, after being here at church and, and following Jesus and, and trying to be better people, better spouses that, you know, we were talking about it and I find myself, anytime I can think back to when I talk to somebody about my wife, I only have good things to say now. Um, and, and, and she said the same thing. Um, and also, I, I mean, I've started praying about people that have done me wrong. Um, and I heard that not long ago. That's a new thing for me still. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought about it. You know, if somebody does you wrong and you pray for them, it really helps you out. Mm-hmm. And it could also really help them out. Um, 
I mean, it not only does it soften your heart, but it can soften theirs too. Um, even if they don't know you did. And, you know, another thing that my wife said about it was, um, and this may be a advice or whatever, but if you're going to grumble about your spouse, don't do it to your family. Yeah. Because yeah. to them, you're expendable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you, they don't have the same feelings towards you as, as your spouse would, mm-hmm. because it's, it's like pastor Sean said, you know, you're, you're grumbling to somebody about your spouse. And then a couple of weeks later, you guys make up and, yeah. and um, then all of a sudden that person you grumbled to them about is like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You were just saying this, all this bad stuff and he's all this other stuff. I and, thought we were disliking this person. Right, exactly. Yeah. I thought we were in on this together. And yeah. Um, so nothing ever really comes out of it. Nothing good ever. And um, it brings me back to another Matthew last one. I promise guys, if but, this isn't the, if this isn't the, <laughs> I know it's a book of Ephesians, but go read Matthew. Yeah. If this isn't that episode, I don't know what is. I mean, it it's, well, it, it comes back to um, the first talking point where he said, you know, whatever you're studying is what you're going through in life. Yeah. And um, you want to get to know Mike more? Read, read Matthew. Yeah. It's, it's everything he's going through right now. Right. It is. Um, aside from the grumbling, I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do. Uh, my kids sometimes call me grumpy, but. Um, so in Matthew 15, Jesus said this, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you you are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, man, that's mm-hmm. so true. I mean, whatever you say, you can't take it back. Whoever hears it, if it means something to them, they will remember it. And that goes to the the previous point. Like God's keeping an account of what's happening here. Yep. He's keeping an account of the things you're doing, the things you're saying. Uh, and uh, I know society focuses a lot on the negative portion of that, but he's also keeping a large account on the good. Yes. You know, when you ask God for forgiveness in a situation, he then, I, I think of it like, a, like, a, like an accountant. They take the pencil from their ear, they lick, they lick the eraser, and all right, cool, it's gone. Yeah, why do they lick the eraser though? That's a, I don't know. Maybe it was the know. maybe I mean the, the but then it wouldn't have made sense <laughs> in the point because they wouldn't have been writing it. Maybe he's writing all right, void. Yeah, maybe yeah, let's do that. He licked the, <laughs> the the tip of the pencil and then wrote void. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, like we said before, he he sees all the good, all the bad. He's thankful for all of it, and there's nothing that you can do that will make him turn away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's always going to love you and. Praying to him about everything is something that I've started or have been doing for a while. Um, I pray about everything. I mean, it's sometimes I feel like, should I be even praying about this? Like, is this dumb to pray about? But it's not. I mean, whatever, whatever you, um, whatever you have in your heart, whatever you have in your head, whatever you're going through, praying about it helps. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I was, uh, I was working with um, with someone that's new to the faith. Like I was in a close proximity and they, uh, a question they had was, well, I don't even really know how to pray. And so as a person that's been praying for <clears throat> the vast majority now of my adult life, um, like sometimes I, 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 I forget that there are people that don't, that don't get it. Like, like, what do you mean prayer? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? What is that? Um, 
So I like to break it down like this. Uh, we spoke a lot about prayer and prayer is the answer to, uh, to everything. It was a start to everything, yep. right? I think prayer is the start. You'll get your answers in multiple ways. Um, I look at prayer like me talking, just talking. <clears throat> I pray just like I'm talking right now. I will have conversations with God. Um, sometimes I puke out all the things, all my emotions. Yeah. Um, there are times in prayer where it is nothing but praise. Like, oh God, thank you for this, this, and this. Um, a lot of humility comes out. So I'm humbled, um, but it's just talking. Guys, it's just talking. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, you can do like the, uh, the, the chants, like the really professional, oh, heavenly father, da, 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 thy, yeah. thy, thy will be the, you yeah. talk like that if you want. Um, I, I haven't found it particularly useful. Uh, my, my, the best, I, I, the best prayers I have are when I'm just talking and rambling, just like I'm doing right now. Now there's another portion to it, meditation. So if we think of our relationship with God as a two-way street, like a relationship that me and Mike have right now, um, if I was the only one talking to Mike, uh, that'd be kind of winded after a while. Mike would be like, all right, I get it, I get it. <laughs> and if I never ask anything in return, like if I never listen to what Mike has to say, that relationship probably would be one-sided, probably be strained. Uh, because he's human, he'd probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. We're, 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 we're fine if we don't do that anymore. Yeah. But God doesn't, luckily. So there, there's an equal portion. Uh, and when I say equal, myself, I listen more than I talk in this phase of my, of my, uh, of my journey. But I listen. Meditation, um, I know some people, when I say that word, they're like, well, you mean like the cross your legs and go, mm. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't mean that at all. I, I oftentimes meditate with my eyes wide open while I'm doing something. But it's when I, when I actively say, God, let me hear it. Yeah. What do you got for me? Yeah. Um, I'll meditate when I listen to music. I'll meditate when I drive. Just clear my brain of everything, uh, all, of all the ruckus that the world has for me and just be receptive to hear. <clears throat> so I pray and meditate. I don't see how you can really grow without having a well balance of both or without having an understanding of both. Mm -hmm. Um, where I get my answers is the Bible, the word. Um, when, when I pray on something and, and, and say, Hey, this is going on. What do I do? What do I do? Literally I'll open the book and the answer will come out sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. So like if, if you're doing that right now, like after this podcast and you're like, well, that's BS. Like I, I turn it in. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not ready for an answer. That's truthful. Sometimes I'm just not ready for God to give me an answer. So the answer doesn't come. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I want to give something away to God. Like I, I'm really frustrated right now. I, I want you to have that. And then I'm like, oh, I'm still frustrated. And then that's me knowing that I wasn't honest in that, in that gift. Mm -hmm. In that gift of my resentment, of anger, if I don't truthfully say it's yours, I'm walking away from it. Um, and if I keep my hand on the gift, God can't, God can't take it. Right. Right. Uh, same thing with the word. Like if my, if I'm not, if I, if I don't, if I'm not ready to get the truth on it, God will dance around on it for a minute. Maybe he wants me to pray on it more because like pastor said in his sermon yesterday, which isn't a soundbite, but man, if you, if you really pray on something, 
He wants to see how much you're willing to put into this. You got to put a little skin in this game, right? You want something to happen yep. and, and you're praying on it. Great. But maybe he wants to see how much you you're willing to. And I'll tell you like when he, he, he referenced, like if your child asked for something over and over and over in the beginning, first, first time they asked like, yeah, maybe I'll get you a guitar. Maybe I'll get you a guitar. But I mean, if your kid hammers on that, no, I want a guitar for an extended period of time. Most parents will cave. God's like that too. Yep. Like, Okay, you want you want this you want this in your life you want this blessing in your life, okay we'll see we'll see we'll see I'll see what I can do yeah and he just hammers away on that and you would be surprised God's like okay fine you yeah you want it here it is yeah that brings me um, back to a day where I was just having a really down day and um, I just couldn't shake this feeling I felt like I had a cloud over my head so I prayed about it and. Um, you know, like everybody, I expected an answer right away, but obviously I didn't get one. It went all day, all day, but I prayed about it all day. Um, I think I I prayed about it for probably eight hours straight, <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on. I needed this to go away. And um, it wasn't until towards the end of the day where I all of a sudden had this like uh, overwhelming feeling, like, and I got my answer. It was almost like it was just being blocked in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, just couldn't think of why I felt that way. And uh, after praying about it all day, it finally came to me and I was like, oh, that's it. There it is. It was yeah. just, it was something in my head that, you know, told me this is why. I don't and, see God like a, like a giving stuff to a spoiled kid. Right. Right. And there are, mm-hmm. there are times where I'm a spoiled kid. Oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, give me, yep. give me. Yeah. We, I think we're all like that a little bit sometimes. I don't think God's, yeah. uh, God's definitely not my, my waiter. No. He's not my servant. No. Um, I, I don't say, I demand this now. No, give it to me. Like, yeah. I don't talk to God like that. Mm-mm. You know, I ask rather politely. Yeah, in, absolutely. In like yeah. all of my instances. Please, please, please. Please, please. I mean, if, you know, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're cool with it, can I, you know, if you don't mind, would you be, you know, would you consider? Um, and there are times where, where, uh, where the answer is just no. Yeah. You know, the, it doesn't mean that I, I prayed wrong. It doesn't mean that he's not God. It's just that he's in fact God. And sometimes Keith's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he, sometimes he wants things that, would be literally detrimental and toxic to him. Yeah. And so God says, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, no. Yeah. You're not ready. Yeah. And then he'll just, he'll just be like, now, now go to your room. <laughs> yeah. I always think of, I always think of God like as a, as like, uh, like a, as like my dad, yeah. you know, um, it'd be like, uh, <laughs> and sometimes when my, when my, when my son or daughter, they ask for something, I like snicker. I'm like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see about that. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll see if that works. Yeah. yeah. But the answer is no. But yeah. the, and, and God is, is that. Yeah. God is, God, we, I, we sing in worship. God is great. I mean, he's, and he is, mm-hmm. God is great, but you know, God is so for me, it's God's loving, you know, God's not a punishing, uh, torturer. Like I would maybe have been raised to believe, um, he, while he has punished and swiftly to yes. some, to, to, to some groups of people. I mean, the, the Bible is a, definitely is an account of, oh, he's God. He, he's definitely God. You want to stay on his good side. He's God. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also, um, 
when when you when you ask him in your heart and do it truthfully, he's also a a redeemer. He's also a healer. He's 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 always there. He's he's never gonna leave you. In the worst times, um, he's right there. He's right there. And then you say, well, how come I have the worst times? Well, this is life. Yeah, life is sometimes full of worst times, but it's it's never empty of God. No, you know. And and he is a he is a love that we just will never be able to comprehend. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Th- thank you for Mike for being here today. That's yes. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was awesome. Thank you, you you are a wise wise dude, and I get incredibly better at being a Jesus person with literally every interaction we have together. So same, thank you, same, and thank you for joining us uh, on this episode of Chew on That to the listeners. That that was to you, like. A period, new paragraph, indent. <laughs> Thank you listeners for listening to this episode, Chew on That. If you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, share the podcast. Just please share it. Um, share it to your social media. You know, send a text, write a letter. Say, hey, this is podcast is, is it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's great. It's, I love it. <laughs> well, you should have a listen. It wouldn't yeah. be, it would, it might, it might benefit you. Um, We'd also love it too if, if you took the time to rate and review the podcast. Um, that's just so like more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. Um, and, and yeah, that's it. My name is Keith, and we can't wait uh, to talk with you again next week on Chew on That. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.